Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the Pony Stampede Podcast. I'm Billy Embody. Appreciate you listening to the Pony Stampede Podcast as SMU Fall Camp rolls along. Another first day of the week in the books with Monday's practice as the Mustangs hit the field, coming off of their first scrimmage of fall camp on Saturday. Uh, look, it's the it's the really the middle of camp now. We've got a general idea of kind of how things are going for the most part. So I'm going to touch on that. I'm going to touch on some, um, I think some some fall camp standouts that I wanted to highlight a little bit uh, for you guys. As as look, um, SMU certainly has a lot of depth. So where where do things kind of stand with some of these guys that are competing for more of the snaps? Uh, maybe not starting necessarily, but but working their way into potential major playing time roles. So we'll get into that on both sides of the ball. We spoke with players on Monday and we came away with a couple kind of, you know, things that I want to share with you guys and all that um, based on the interviews we've got with them. So um, look, we're going to jump right in. I, I think coming off of the first fall camp scrimmage, uh, the the major thing that I, I think needs to be touched on is, is that this defense is really, really strong. Um, the depth on the defensive line has really allowed them to, to play at such a high level as of late. Um, and it shows because if, if you were out there, um, the defense is, is really kind of shown up and, and, and created a lot of issues for Rhett Lashley and the offensive staff. Um, they've got a lot of depth on the defensive line. They've got some players that are emerging as, as um, guys that the team can really, really lean on, I think. Um, and, and that goes for some of these transfers that are awaiting word on if they'll be able to play, as well as a couple freshmen that, that I'm going to highlight as well. But look, um, there is one thing for sure that even though this offensive line is still working out, I think some of these these kinks and certainly some um, uh, some things in terms of how they have to mesh, they're a lot tougher of a group this year. I think that's one thing that AJ Rickers instilled in them. Um, and uh, the, you know, when speaking with uh, Xavier Jones on Monday, he kind of offered up a little tidbit, uh, and that was that. Um, it looks like there's kind of a battle emerging at, at center with Hayden Howerton and Alana Lee. Um, and it's something to watch because Hayden started there all last year and Alana really stepped in and, and played well at left guard as well. But it looks like now they're kind of debating potentially a, a move there at center. Um, so uh, as Xavier was asked kind of who's, who's been standing out on the offensive line. And so I thought he gave a really good quote. Um, because it, it, it was Hayden Howerton who, who's now entrenched in this battle to kind of see how how he fits on the offensive line. And um, so here's here's kind of Xavier Jones' view, and he's probably got one of the best views of it uh, as far as kind of how things are panning out so far on the offensive line uh, here in fall camp. Uh, I like Hayden Howerton. Hayden Howerton has been a leader since he's been here. Uh, he switched roles, so now he's playing guard. Alon Ali has stepped up, started playing center. And um, even Kobe Bryant, he's a new uh, transfer in, and he's catching on to the offense, and he's going to be impressive. And so uh, that was Xavier Jones on kind of that. Where, where things stand in terms of some guys impressing along the offensive line, I think one other note that I wanted to share is that when talking to Jalen Thomas on on Monday, he, he said, look, you know, Danielson Ike is playing right behind me. So right away, the the really highly touted offensive tackle out of Missouri is, is doing a – doing a great job in, in fall camp so far and uh, looks like he, he's playing you know one of the backup tackle roles just like Jalen Thomas did uh, entering his freshman season and then of course he ends up stepping in as a starter before the year's done um, and and just because of his emergence and the hard work that he put in so I don't know if Danielson Ike will end up doing that but for him to be getting backup 
uh, playing time right now uh, at either tackle spot is really, really encouraging for kind of how he's playing so far in fall camp. Um, looking at the quarterbacks, uh, this is, I think, most people, if you talk to an outsider, if you talk to anybody who's kind of been at SMU as of late, you know, you think that Shane Bouchel is going to end up starting, which I, I think that's the case. Um, I, I will say that from talking with people around this team that, that go to every practice, I mean, look, I, I think it's logical to say Shane's going to be the starter. There's no doubt about that, um, in my mind at least. But Will Brown has worked extremely hard um, during fall camp to, to kind of keep up and to push Shane as well. And then you add in Terrence Gibson, who's probably in terms of camps and like in terms of relative to your expectations for them, he's probably had one of the strongest camps out of anybody on the offense right now. Um, so that's a big credit uh, to, to what he's been able to do uh, as a true freshman, just enrolling. And really, I mean, I, you know, look, He's coming off that knee injury. He's less than a year removed from tearing that ACL. He had an outstanding recovery, um, not only time frame, but just how it went. Um, and the word is that you know they're letting him run around and practice, and 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 I don't think they're letting him be live, but they're they're saying, look, like go, go take off, do what you do. And so he's been very impressive. And, and SMU, I mean, just from talking to a few people, they they feel like they've really hit on um, on Terrence Gibson so far. He's been really impressive for for Rhett Lashley and that entire crew. So. A lot of positivity around the quarterbacks. And then also a lot of positivity around the freshman running backs, Tameric Williams as well uh, in that group. Uh, all three, Tameric, TJ McDaniel, Ulysses Bentley, are all going to contribute to this team. I know that as running backs, you probably want maybe one of them to redshirt. But look, next year what's going to happen is you're going to have Xavier Jones and Kamon Freeman gone, and you're going to need Tameric to be – what he's been in this camp, which has been an impressive running back, a bigger back, 235 pounds being able to break away like he has been. If you watch some of those videos that SMU's released, um, you know, it, it's just been something where he's really impressed after putting on that weight. He's kept the speed up uh, to an extent, I would say. And then you add in McDaniel and Bentley, who have really been versatile. And, uh, you know, Ulysses has elite speed and TJ's just a really good athlete. So they feel like they've, again, hit on... Um, you know, three really good, uh, two really good backs in terms of their signing class. And then they've gotten an emergence from Tameric Williams, which was desperately needed heading into this year as, as uh, Jones and Freeman wrap up their careers this, this fall. Looking at the wide receiver group, uh, somebody that, that I've heard a lot of buzz about is Tyler Page. He's really played well. Um, and, and just, you know, being a great safety valve, somebody that can, can certainly catch the ball and get a lot of yak and, and, and make plays out of, you know, maybe some shorter passes and then all three freshman receivers, and I, I think more so Calvin Wiggins and Rasheed Rice, have really, uh, I think, separated themselves in terms of being viewed as guys out of the, out of the trio that can contribute right away. Uh, Wiggins, if you've been watching a lot of the camp tape that they've released, I mean, he's been really explosive. Um, Rasheed Rice has made some big plays. And, you know, Keontae Burns, Kiki Burns, just kind of keeps coming along, and we'll kind of see where, where he ends up as fall camp uh, – you know, gets into the the second half and kind of more into the latter, the later ha uh, half of camp um, before they start prepping for uh, Arkansas State. But I think Calvin Wiggins has been a real, real impressive receiver. They're going to have trouble keeping him off the field, and then you've got to to pair that with the trio of James Prochet, C.J. Sanders, and Reggie Roberson. I mean, uh, they've got you know embarrassment of riches at at the uh, wide receiver position. 
Um, to kind of wrap things up offensively, I do want to point out that our Pony Stampede staff put together a great notebook from practice on Monday. And what we saw, what some of the takeaways were, and I encourage you to check that out. It's VIP. Um, some great notes about the tight end, some great notes about the, the rest of the offense. And then uh, after the break, we'll touch on a lot more on the defensive side of the ball. But um, And there's tons of notes on, on the defense in that notebook as well. But um, look, I did just want to pub that for our subscribers. If you're not a Pony Stampede subscriber, I encourage you to go check it out uh, because there's plenty of good stuff from Matt Galatson and, and Tommy Shafazeda who were uh, out at practice on Monday getting interviews as well as uh, putting together that practice notebook. So uh, with that, we're going to take a quick break as uh, we'll transition to the defensive side of the ball and kind of talk about some of the su surprises, uh, some of the things I'm hearing um, out of fall camp on the defensive side of the ball. And then uh, an SMU assistant got a pretty nice uh, preseason honor uh, as uh, the Pony Stampede podcast rolls on after this break. Paramount Plus and the National Park Foundation present A Mountain of Zen. Are you still listening? Good. Take a deep breath. You needed a break. This Earth Week, you can live stream seven national parks for seven days on Paramount+. Plus. So, yes, you can literally stream a stream. Paramount+, Plus, official streaming partner of the National Park Foundation. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. You expected someone else? So what exactly is the show about? Hmm, I don't know. It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball and baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. We have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does, <laughs> nine over eight. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, welcome back to the Pony Stampede Podcast. I'm Billy Embody. Appreciate you guys listening. Uh, please leave us a rating, a review, subscribe to the Pony Stampede Podcast, share it with your friends um, as we uh, continue to review uh, where fall camp is at this point and kind of what um, on the defensive side of the ball now as we turn our attention to that, some of the things I'm hearing out of, out of fall camp and, and a couple things stand out to me. The defensive line is, is outstanding. I mean, it just really is. And, and all reports are that Zach Abercrombie, the defensive tackle from Rice, is, look, I mean, I don't know what the depth chart's going to be like in terms of what defensive tackles are going to start or this or that, but he has been outstanding uh, for them. Uh, just a veteran uh, that, that is very, very productive and, and fits in very, very well. Um, you know, highly educated young man from Rice that was super productive for the Owls comes over to play his final year at SMU. And uh, like I said, just ton of ton of rave reviews from people I've talked to about uh, Zach and what he's been able to do um, on the defensive side of the ball. But look, that entire defensive front has just given SMU, SMU's offense a lot of problems in terms of pass protection. I think for the most part, they've been able to kind of have their moments here and there running the football, but it's been kind of being able to get that push from the interior have the offensive line have to focus on that, and then you add in the fact that you've got guys like Delonte Scott, you've got Gary Wiley, you've got Toby and Duckway, you've got different guys coming off the edge that they kind of throw in there, and they just keep rotating them. And so they have uh, certainly made their mark on the team so far. Um, I, I think that they've got um, just a ton of ton of 
pent up uh, uh, anger as far as how last year ended. Um, and then also, I mean, they've just put in the work this summer and this, this fall. So I think probably out of any position group, I'm most excited to see um, the defensive line and kind of how they pan out when the lights come on and you open it up and, and see kind of how things go because Kevin Kane has a lot of different options with that um, with that defensive line and what they can do and how versatile they can be in presenting different fronts and things like that. So um, as far as linebacker goes, uh, look, I think it's kind of one of those things where it's kind of par for the course. I mean, I, I think you're going to have Richard Moore in the middle. Um, you're going to have Pat, Pat Nelson in there. Uh, and then it's going to be, you know, Delano Robinson was one of our standouts from today. He had a really impressive practice. Um, and they'll, they'll kind of, you know, go, go through there and, and, um, you know, see how the rest of that unit shakes out in terms of depth players and guys who stepped up. Um, but I mean, it, it's a group that I think you, for the most part, know what you're going to get. Uh, all three have played a lot of football now. Uh, it's just a matter of taking that next step. And, you know, for Rich, for example, it's, it's getting to that all AAC level. Um, I, I think that one guy that has, has stood out a little bit uh, is Preston Ellison. He's made some nice waves with some of his plays. So he's a second-year linebacker making, making some waves. Um, but, all right, on the back end of the secondary, it, it's certainly, um, you know, I, I think there is a lot of uncertainty a good bit of question marks and rightfully so, but I really think that if they're healthy, they've got a chance to be pretty, pretty good. And I mean, you could kind of say that for, for a bunch of different um, position groups on this team, but I think the secondary has the biggest kind of boom or bust potential here. Um, Because look at corner, you're going to have Sam Westfall and Robert Hayes, most likely again, if Rob can stay healthy, that's a big boost. Um, it's just a matter of him doing that. It's something that he kind of struggled with at times last year. He played in a lot of games, but he was always nicked up, it seems like. Um, and then they added Brandon Stevens, the UCLA transfer, and he's, from all reports, kind of transitioned well to corner. And, and Sonny Dyke said he runs really well. He's got plenty of length. That's something that SMU's really lacked at the corner position. So it sounds like he's going to make some plays. And then Armani Johnson has really emerged as a legit option for them to, to maybe push the start or, or – you know, play serious amounts of stat snaps. If you've read our practice reports, Armani Johnson's been really impressive. So that's a young corner that's stepping up for SMU, which is desperately needed, um, especially based on kind of how the, the injury history has gone at times with that with that group. And finally, at safety, look, we don't know if Cameron Jones or, or uh, Chevin Calloway are, are going to be, you know, eligible, but they've certainly um, made their mark in practice a good bit. A lot of guys have talked them up. But one thing we talked with Rodney Clemens on on um, on Monday, and, and he said one of the freshmen is really emerging, and that's Chase Cromartie, the uh, Chibola Steel uh, prospect uh, that SMU signed in the 2019 class. I know Kevin Kane, Trey Haverty, and all of them were very very excited to get him on board. Remember, Chase was the one that ended up signing with SMU mainly because J- Jonathan McGill left. They they had the spot open up uh, when McGill went to to Stanford, but they're, they were very excited, and they would tell anybody that listened uh, to watch out for Chase Cromartie and that they really liked what they had um, in the in the in the um, you know uh, in in Cromartie, and that's something that Rodney Clemens echoed on Monday. 
Chase, uh, he's very physical for a freshman. You know, sometimes we come out of high school and going against backs like Xavier Jones or Tameric that are 230, 215, around 4'4", it's kind of hard coming in as a freshman that's like 180. Uh, but he's not afraid to stick his head in there. And all the technique things, we can get that down uh, during, during uh, like, after practice and things like that. So the biggest thing for, I think, for safety, being that young is being physical, he has that check. So um, everything else, we can, we can perfect that. Uh, once Dembo went down, he had to step in, and he's done good. He's had a couple busts, but you expect that from a freshman that doesn't know the defense fully. But other than that, he's been playing great. And if he had to step into that role, I have full confidence in him. So that was Clemens, obviously, kind of, you know, talked a little bit about Denbo, and we'll kind of see how, how things pan out with him, but I, I think he's going to be fine. Um, but, look, Chase Cromarty, just an example of somebody taking advantage of an opening and certainly making his mark um, right away on, on that defense um, and, and playing at a high level because it's not easy to tackle uh, Tameric and tackle all those guys like, like, um, like Rodney was saying. So... Um, that's kind of it as far as running down the defense. I think special teams is something where it's a total kind of crapshoot as far as how it goes at kicker and punter. Um, the, it wouldn't sh shock me if there was a freshman kicker or if there was a, you know, just it just it's going to go a bunch of different ways, and we'll kind of have to see what they decide to do. It's something that probably won't be settled until you know into the season a bit. So, um, now moving on. Uh, Going to close out the podcast with recognizing Randall Joyner for the second straight year. He was named a 24-7 sports 30 under 30 list. A big honor for him. Somebody that's really catching a lot of buzz nationally as a as a young coach. And not only from 24-7, but you talk to, you know, I talked to Larry Johnson when when uh, uh, Randall Joyner was hired. And, and, you know, he just had a ton of great things to say about him. And um, that was way back in the spring before he coached it down for, for SMU. So uh, a well-deserved piece of recognition for Randall Joyner to make that list of, of some of the top up and uh, coming young coaches in the industry. Um, and, and look, I mean, SMU has somebody that I think in David grew could have very well had you know, just as good of an argument to make the list, especially with the way he closed out that 2019 class with those receivers. And then um, certainly the way he developed Reggie Roberson last year too. Um, and then SMU goes and hires Rashad samples. And I think, uh, he's probably one of those guys you look at that'll be a, a lock to make the list um, in 2020 when it comes out before the season next year. So with that, guys, hope you guys enjoyed the podcast. Hope you guys have been enjoying our coverage of fall camp. Um, keep it locked on Pony Stampede as we continue to roll through fall camp. And uh, we'll catch you guys uh, next time with a fresh pod. So uh, thanks for listening to the Pony Stampede podcast and hope you guys have a great week.